here to be rolling. We're rolling. Okay. Hey, everybody. It is time for the Science Patrol, your uh, semi-weekly um, update and news and review and discussion for all things Ultraman. I am Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Yeah, I figured I'd change sure, it up. Change that up. didn't work. Confuse me. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you were looking out the window at the dog with the I'm sparkly gross. coat. <laughs> hey, everybody. We are going to discuss some episodes of Ultraman, the original Ultraman series today, as you know. Um, this is the brother from another planet and uh, the demons rise again, also known as the demons once more. All right, so there's two pretty good episodes today. My, one of my personal favorites is Brother from Another Planet. That was a cool episode. Yeah. I forget what that was. Better than the other one. I mean, yeah. even though the other one had more fighting, the first one was a little more interesting. Yes, exactly. <coughs> Excuse me. Brother from Another Planet is the first appearance of Alien Zareb. He is... Um, He's an interesting monster. He basically looks like the capsule that they used on the Apollo 11. His head looks like the <laughs> capsule that they used on the Apollo 11. It's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, he has literally no shoulders. His head yeah. sloped down into his arms. He's got a sort of anus for a mouth. Yeah, it's weird kind of... And I don't know how they did it. I mean, it's probably just little pieces that move out. Yeah, it's a constantly. bladder sort of yeah, thing or something. Thing. Yeah. So that way, at least you can see he's talking. And like you said, yeah. he does sound very much like he's at the bottom. The monster sounds like old vaudeville comedian Georgie Jessel. So, um, hello, Mama, it's Georgie, that one. Yeah. Maybe, or, or if you're familiar with Futurama, he sounds a little bit like Dr. Zoidberg. Yes, that one's a little yes. more current. Yes, that's all right. and that's who Zoidberg is based on, is Georgie Jessel. There you go. So, um... Yeah, so he, he appears after they, uh, a strange radioactive mist has settled down into the city. Science Patrol goes to investigate with their, uh, their what do they call them, danger suits or special yeah, suits? They're, they're special suits, which are basically the little mask comes down over the helmet, and that's it. Oh, it no, there was gloves. Don't forget gloves. Oh, I forgot the gloves. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not like the mask actually goes over the head completely. It just covers your nose and your mouth. And that should be good because, you know, air won't come in underneath. Yeah, all. no, no. There's definitely some sort of filter, I'm sure. <laughs> must be. Not yeah, that you yeah. get to see it, but it must be there. Yeah, so they, they <laughs> see this guy lurking around in a hat and a trench coat. Spin him around, and it's this alien Arab guy. Um, he disappears and uh, appears on, on a building. Wall. Yeah, right. he's like climbing up the wall of the building. And, and Arashi just shoots him. Well, I mean, before that, it's basically the same effect they used on this guy on the wall as they did in Batman. Yeah. Just, he's laying on the wall, kind of sliding back and forth, and you can tell he's laying because gravity just works that way. Yeah. But they shot it sideways, so it looks like he's sideways on the wall. Oh, it's magic. Sure. It's alien powers. And then... They shoot him. They shoot him right in the gobblewompers. It's terrible. <laughs> like, that, yeah, I'd be mad enough to take over the world, too. If I came down like, let me tell you something, I'd like, oh, that really hurts, you know. Yeah, but I mean, further in the episode, and we'll get to it, obviously, this guy's done this any number of times. Sure. This isn't his first time taking over. He no. knows how to take over. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. So he, he cons everybody into thinking that he's like this benevolent brother from another planet. Yeah, you're all friends, don't worry, I'm a good guy. Right, then takes over everybody, uh, kidnaps Hayata, um... 
Yeah. After he is seen uh, in the space capsule that has flown to Saturn. Well, yeah, that was the one thing that you missed. They had, for some reason, and they have this space capsule going to Saturn that's been going for months and hasn't quite gotten past the moon. Yeah, they, he brought it back. That's what he oh, said. Oh, that's he right. It back. He brought yeah. it back to, right, brought it back to just right. stationary. Apparently, he needed, he needed a ride back. Yeah, so, you know, these things happen. You need uh, a ride from someone. Yeah, so he took space Uber. And uh, came back to, towards Earth, and um, Hayata took the VTOL up, and and you know when you're he's watching through the porthole, you think to yourself, well, how does he not? How does Zareb not see him? He's literally looking out the window. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Hayata tries to escape, and Zareb now when Hayata appears tries to in the escape, ship, yeah, when he tries to escape, he kind of walks around like it's normal. Opens a door and then it's slow motion from that For point. Space. The spy got it. Space. Exactly. Well, you open up the door, all the space comes in. You can't. <laughs> you can't have everything normal because it's space. Oh, you're letting all the space in. What are you doing? <laughs> Shut the door. So yeah, and everything goes slow mo, and he takes his little rocket rocket belt over. Yeah, a little rocket pack kind of deal. <clears throat> and um, looks in, sees the three astronauts. We'll call them or whatever. Yeah, sure. Sinonauts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're all taken over, and he sees Zareb, and then says, oh, that's your plan. You're going to take everything over. Figures it all out instantly. Goes back to the spaceship, closes the door in slow motion. Oh, and then it's regular gravity. Gravity turns back on. It's all good. As soon as we close the door, everything's back to normal. So as he tries to escape, Zareb turns off the engines and says, like, I'm on to you, Hayata. I know what you're up to. Um, Knocks him out and flies back to Earth. Right. Right. So then there's a report that Ultraman is destroying the city. And uh, the science patrol is like, well, I don't know what we're supposed to do about it. Um, Zareb is like, oh, yeah, he goes to the security council, tells him, oh, if you don't order the science patrol to attack Ultraman, I'll know that they're in cahoots. Right. But it turns out that it's actually Zareb as, as imitation Ultraman. Ultraman. Right. You, and you can tell because of the red eyes yeah. and the goatee, like you Yeah, he's out. got a literal silver goatee yeah. built into the mask. <laughs> the eyes are very more evil looking, the head's more pointy. Exactly, and he's got the, the hooky toes. Yeah. So he's got to be the bad guy now. Yeah. So, but boy, do we see some great destruction oh, in yeah, this yeah, episode. Yeah. Just they they went to going. this arena, they said. No, stadium. that's, that's stadium. the second one. Is it this oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. No, this is all inner city stuff. Oh, right, right. That's when uh, the big evil Ultraman is breaking through the city right, completely right. for no particular reason. Right. Other than he's just an evil Ultraman. So then, uh, of course, for some reason, Hayata does not have the beta capsule on him because Zareb is looking for it. Right, right. Hoshino appears at the window. Well, no, no, no. What happens is Zareb puts this oh, the, the, the metal bands on him. Right, right. As you move, they will tighten until they kill you. Right, sure. And then Hoshino comes down on a rope through an open window. Because why don't we leave windows open? There has to be a cross breeze. <laughs> we don't want you to suffocate before you die. I'm going for the change. That's <laughs> hot. <laughs> Swings right in the window. With tools he happened to bring. Well, he brought him. tools because he thought you might need them. And it's exactly right. what he Screwdriver, tin snips. A hammer. Hammer. Yeah. And a beta and capsule. And a beta capsule, amazingly. How does Hoshino know he needs the beta capsule? 
I don't know. Maybe Which, by this time, maybe Hoshino, in the Japanese version, Hoshino's on to him. Maybe, maybe. But they don't really bring up how or why he brought the beta capsule. Nope. He just did. Yep. And he tries to cut through the straps with the tin snip. Nothing happens. Cries, either cries or sweats. I think he really, sweats. Sweats on it. All sweaty. Yeah, sweats on it. Okay, sweats on it. And that snaps the, the band right off. Yep. That's not such a great band in this universe, but who am I to say? No, exactly, because wouldn't you sweat as you were trying to break it? He might it? not sweat on it. He had to sweat on it. Okay, I'll give it you. Maybe it doesn't get absorbed through the clothes. We'll go with that. Sure, yeah, I mean, that's about fine. all you can really go with. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Whatever works. Band snaps. They tell Oshino, you got to go that way back to the science patrol. Yeah, you got to go out through the window. Yeah, and he does. Yeah. Out through the yeah, so he's... Oh, by the way, he's lowered on a rope. It's not like he's just, you know, takes yeah, a yeah, swan dive out of a hotel. So uh, he, um... You know, he's going down the building. Right. Evil Ultraman's coming. Hayata turns into good Ultraman. And uh, meanwhile, Evil Ultraman grabs Hoshino, dangling from the rope out the window. Yeah, really bad figure. Yeah, it's, this a, is one it's of an action really figure. Yeah, action totally. 60s figures. Yeah. That you're like, oh, wow, that's bad. And uh, they start fighting over him, and Ultraman finally uh, karate chops evil Ultraman's arm and uh, takes Hoshino and lowers him down to the ground, to Earth. But wouldn't you just grab the kid, like, instead of being like, geez, I hope his grip is strong enough yeah. to... With he should be good on this rope back and forth. To handle this jostling that we're doing back and forth, you know, and it's just terrible. But we, we can't win, <clears throat> like you said. You gotta go with the suspension. This can't have everything. just strong. <laughs> Until he gets on the ground, then it says, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, then he falls down limp. <laughs> I had completely forgotten that he uh, started wearing the suit. Like he starts wearing the you know. Oh yeah, yeah official member. I completely forgot this. This is all information that I was like. This, this does not jive with anything I remember. Well, I just no, remember him being episode, the irritating kid. Yeah, last episode they gave him a <coughs> Science Patrol outfit. So now this episode, by God, he's a member of the Science Patrol. He's got to be dressed in Science Patrol. Oh, and we forgot to mention that uh, at a certain point, um, Arashi comes in and he's like, Hoshino, get me a cup of coffee. We're not using the woman, but get yeah. coffee. But by God, we can use the kid now. Yeah, yeah. Fuji's probably like, thank God that they hired him because now I don't have to make coffee for these jerks anymore. Um, so uh, the evil Ultraman gets knocked over and it reveals that it's aliens Arab. Right. Uh, more fighting ensues until Ultraman speciums him and uh, that's pretty much the end blows him up. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. That's it. Yeah, and it ends fairly. Quickly after that. Yeah, I mean, once it gets to the Ultraman fight and the Ultraman species, yeah. you know you got less than five minutes of yeah, show Yeah, they don't do a lot of epilogue in these episodes no, towards no. this, this era of the season. fight, and then, oh yeah, by the way, we're done. All right, see you later. Hey, Ultraman. Oh, that's what he says. Ultramans. Oh, oh, Sheena says, Ultraman's our best friend. Don't let anybody tell us any different. Exactly. And that's our episode. And then we ending. fade out. Oh, so, double monster minute today. Because we have Alien Zarab and um, what they give you the e fake Ultraman, Ultraman. I think so. Yeah. Well, Alien Zarab will go through here. Right. Uh, let's see. Um, they are aliens skilled in illusion from the planet Zarab. They have mostly portrayed as vile beings with the desire to destroy other worlds. Obviously. 
either through trickery and deception or brute force. Uh, let's see. They're the first aliens to imitate an ultra beam. Okay. Um, yeah, we haven't seen that before. Yep. Uh, let's see. Although we did notice that once we had the good Ultraman and the bad Ultraman, there was a noticeable size difference. Yeah, well, I, we're going to call that the, the guy wearing the suit was probably a little yeah, smaller. A little shorter. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, we can't go that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He is 1.8 meters to 40 meters in height. Right, okay. So from regular size to giant size. 30 kilos to 200,000 tons. Okay. Uh, let's see. They do not tell you who his roar is, because apparently he doesn't really have one. No, he didn't really... He kind of had that weird talk. He didn't ever actually yeah. yell or scream or yeah. anything. Yeah, Takeshi Ono, uh, Iono is the suit actor as well as the voice actor. Um, well, that's a Chinese voice. No, a Japanese voice actor. Yeah. we got to find out yeah. who the American voice Oh, actor. it's probably Peter Fernandez or one of the guys who uh, do that, doing it. His best, Georgie Jessel. Um... Alien Zarab's name is actually the word brother pronounced backwards... I don't see it. Maybe in Japanese. Barez is brother, I guess? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We Maybe. gotta go that way, I guess. We don't know Japanese. Yeah. Uh, and then we go with the internet will correct us. Yes, of course. <laughs> Alien Zarab was created from a heavily modified Raygon suit. Yeah, you did say that. Yep, yep. Wow, there you go. Um, that's pretty interesting. Well, uh, you said Red King, <laughs> not Raygon. No, no. Raygon is the... Remember the... No, I remember which yeah. guy you're talking no, about. No, Red King is the one in the next episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, the voice in English translation for Zareb is a lot stronger and deeper. Yes. Now, I don't think, I think he's much stronger and deeper in the Japanese, and again, sounds like a vaudeville comedian in the English translation. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to take somebody seriously? Listen, let me, guys. Let me tell you something. This is not going to work. You know what I'm saying? It's terrible. Um, but I'm on your side. <laughs> you know what's great is the guy who, when they go further into um, Ultraman in Mega Monster Battle uh, Ultra Galaxy Legend, the movie, um, the same voice actor voiced him. Really? Yep. Okay. He retired in 2010 and died in 2012. Oh, that's not good. So that was his last appearance. That's okay. pretty neat. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Now, I don't know if they do imitation Ultraman. I would think not. Wouldn't really. Do I think it just leads right to Zareb again. Yeah. All right, so not a double monster minute. What can you do? That's all right, though. So next episode we're going to do is called The Demons Rise Again or The Demons Once More. And we're going to do that in one moment when we get back with more Science Patrol. back for the second episode uh, that we're going to talk about today. The Demons Rise Once More, or Once More There Are Demons, or something like Demons Rise Again. Yeah, Rise Again. And uh, there's the, the English one is The Demons Once More. Yeah. That's the English uh, English uh, translation of that. Basically, the uh, there's construction on a building, and they unearth a time capsule. Right. With a giant honking hole in it. Well, I, you got to figure that's when they use the backhoe they picked up part of the capsule accidentally. Yep. And then they realized, oops, yeah, we let's found call something. the science patrol. This could be bad. Yeah. 
Now, so, you know, in Japan, you think it might be unexploded munitions. Right, you never which know. is always the first thing you got to think. It's got to right. be radioactive because yeah. it's Japan. Oh, yeah, they did check that. The guy right. came, the doctor came, and uh, Dr. Yamada counter. came with his fancy Dick Geiger counter. Um, and uh, he's like, no, it's fine. So they, they open the time capsule up, and there is a crazy-looking container of blue liquid. Right. And then they also show... In the far distance, a little piece of metal in some dirt that they're picking up and putting That's in right. a truck. Yeah, so that gets reason. that gets sent off site to a place like where I guess a place that handles uh, clean right. fill of course. and uh, of course. gets dumped. And um, we get uh, there's a lightning storm, which well the, the the secondary capsule that's what came out of the hole yeah, yeah, to yeah. figure out is red. It, is it's red got a red spot on and it. Makes lightning occur so it can get oh, hit by right. the yes. lightning. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Ah. Yeah, yeah. It makes the lightning occur so it can get hit by lightning. And of course, once it is hit by lightning, it becomes, holy crap, a big red monster. Exactly, amazingly. And then we also see the capsule that they took out of the time capsule, another little piece. Yeah. That, what's the first thing they do? Uh, oh, let's hit it with lightning. Yeah, let's use a lightning gun on it. Which well, they, was they a used good the saw. They used the saw. The saw suddenly Which did um, nothing. Yeah, um, and then they Which used you the, could tell was a bad paper saw because just the just way like sloppy, it was. Sloppy, 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 sloppy. <laughs> and you sit there going, "I've worked with enough saws in my day, and not a lot. I'm not, yeah, but that." That's not real. No. Acetylene torch. That was the next yeah. thing they tried. Yeah, yeah. That didn't do anything. Nope. So, of course, whenever I can't get into anything and I use a saw or a torch, my third option is always lightning. So, I set up my lightning gun and, and fire at it. And that was a cool effect. That, that was, was the great. The lightning yeah. effect that they had. Yeah, that because was nice. Because they kind of showed it going into one spot, back out to the dish, and in four or five different lightning shots to this blue thing yeah it looked kind of like uh the old the maser tanks and the it was it's a it's one of those dish weapons that has like the dish and there's an emitter in the middle and right. stuff right. happens around it and it shoots beams at the target and of course that explodes into a giant blue monster right so yay for science we done screwed we ourselves done again yeah let's <laughs> oh goody else great great so, the and Science then, Patrol's trying to figure out what to do with this red monster when the blue one shows up. Well, yeah, but also in the interim, they find this metal sheet oh, that's as right. part of the, the scroll. The scroll. Ironically, which does not roll up. It's just a big sheet of metal. Right, big sheet of metal. <laughs> and our comedy relief drops it, and then they figure out, oh, wait, light shining off a big metal piece will give us writing on the wall. Yeah, it reflects. Let's figure that yeah, out. Yeah, it reflects these... Runes, and they discover that it's the language of the ancient civilization of Mu. You all know it's the kingdom of cows. Um, <laughs> not really. It's what they call the kingdom of Atlantis. And somehow they already knew how to read Atlantis. At least some of it. They, very quickly. Yeah, well, they knew what it was. Yeah, they like oh, and then they we discover that oh, if these two monsters um, get together, you know, we we've, we've encased these monsters and somehow turned them into liquid. To save the earth, but if they ever to rise again, it can destroy humanity. Right. Of course. Now, the two monsters are on a collision course, coming towards each other. One of my neighbors is getting an Amazon delivery. It's very exciting. <laughs> um, the dog should be downstairs like, what's going on? What's going on? 
<coughs> excuse me, guys. Um, so we got the two monsters on a collision course, a red one that shoots fire out of his mouth, there he goes, and a blue one that shoots acid out of his mouth. Right. Very cool. Um, and then they have the, the destruction is absolutely amazing. great. They really do a good job in the One of them goes through a, a an elevated highway. Yes. And the the yes. layers of like I'm going to say that they put in asphalt. The yeah. Yeah. Are just it, there's got to be four layers of bridge work going on in these yeah, elevated highways. Really it was well really done. nice. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the pride of Japanese craftsmanship yeah, of like for better, miniatures. We better build this so it gets busted up real good. I mean, like you said, they really do put a lot of work into their miniatures. Oh yeah, just knowing that they're going to be broken. Yeah, I mean, you know, on regular, you know, American television shows, if it's a miniature, you can tell. Yeah, I got it's a miniature. Yeah. These sort of look. Decently built, yeah, for miniatures. Well, yeah, they're they're like, look, we know people are going to look at it. We know it's going to be uh, broken, and it needs to break realistically. Yeah, EDC yeah. Beret was very big on if you bust up a building, that building better have floors in it and Which walls. Is amazing, and it has to be built like an actual building. Yeah, so when it crumbles, it crumbles realistically. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, God, God bless them. So. They fight on the uh, at the uh, football stadium, right? Or baseball stadium. I'm well, sorry. just arena. They never gave oh, yeah, they a particular. Oh arena. What kind, it was That's just. Right. An I arena. thought I saw baseball sort of things. No, it was just kind of an arena. And they beat the crap out of the place. Right. <laughs> they and really then, tear it up. Then the science bureau blue shows one, up. No, right. The blue one shoots the acid foam on the red one at yeah. the red one and just dissolves them, which was kind of a cool thing because now you got basically a balloon. That they just take the air out of. Yes. Yeah. Basically, soap bubbles is what they're calling their acid. Yep, yep. But it dissolves this thing, and you got a giant balloon that they let the air out of, and that dissolves. Them. It's very cool. Very, very well done. I got to give them that one. Yeah, it's it's a nice, uh, it's a very nice uh, effect on that because the monsters are like goofy as all get out. Oh, um, yeah. The uh, the red one. <sighs> I don't know, he's got this weird pig snouty thing. He shoots yes. fire. Oh, also, when they shoot fire and acid together, it causes an explosion. Of course. Why um, wouldn't it? Of course. I, I'm obviously ignoring science. <laughs> don't I, acid and fire just explode right generally away? Generally speaking, I'm... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that's my fourth option to get into something. If I can't if I can't shoot lightning at it, I will get acid and acid fire. And fire yeah, yeah. Blow it the crap yeah, up. Yeah, blow it the kingdom come. Why wouldn't you? Um... <laughs> so um yeah so basically then ultraman shows up to fight the blue acid monster he gets splashed sort of freezes for a minute and the it doesn't color really do somehow the blows the acid right off him and i don't yeah. exactly remember well, how i think that. maybe he used the some of his energy to blow it off because then the color timer oh, right, goes right, off. the timer goes off right away as soon as the acid's cleaned off so he yeah. gives him three shots with the specium ray and Blows the monster to bits. Right. Yeah, but some really good destruction in that too. There's, there's, um, you know, busting up the stadium, smashing buildings around. Yeah. We are in, we are in what is a golden age of building destruction in the show. Like, and they really do, like you said, they put a lot of thought into these buildings. Yeah. Before they just blow them up. Yeah. There's dig, dig, dig. Let's see. They crashed the science patrol rocket in the last episode. We forgot right. to mention that. Right. Blow it up. Um. You know, the massive explosion in the middle of the yeah, it city. Yeah, was good, good explosion. Good yeah. explosion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just like, 
what I really liked about this one is um, when they they're fighting in the stadium. Um, one of the monsters falls into a section of the stadium, and you see the lights flash and spark as the electrical lines go down. Right, right, right. Because they actually ran somewhat real yeah. electrical lines. Yeah. So that way it would spark. Now you yeah. got to figure as soon as they saw the spark, they turned it off. Yeah. But there was actual electricity running through the stupid thing just so it would spark. Yeah, just so it would be more realistic when they broke it. That's the beautiful thing. More realistic when we break it. I love it. <laughs> Um, and it's just, what'd you think of that episode? I liked it. Like I said, I liked the, the first one better because there was more buildup, mm. but this one, there's more fighting cause you got the two monsters fighting each other. Right. And then you have the one monster fighting Ultraman, which, okay, you know, Ultraman's going to win. Right. But at least there's two separate fights. Right. You know, the first one, way more buildup and bit more tension. Mm-hmm. This one, just more fighting. You know, so on their own, each one on their own was good. All right, and, and at a certain point, the Science Patrol's guns stopped working for no apparent reason. Well, I figured the one gun that they called an atom gun. The atomic gun, yeah. Atomic gun. <laughs> it's basically a small atomic rocket that he shot at the monster's eye. Of course, right. it doesn't do anything. But then he tries to shoot it again without the little rocket on the front of it. Well, how's it supposed to work without a little It's just the regular little laser gun that they usually use, but he can put stuff on it, which... Yeah, okay. Whatever. Uh, Fine. (laughs) Okay. Fine. Fine. fine, But even Ito Ito brought that big long gun that we saw in... uh, Right, right. And nothing was working. Nothing was working. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so Hayata, of course, that's when he kicks Ito out. He's like, all right, go, go, go. Yeah, you're you're going to go back to the science patrol. And he becomes Ultraman. Right, yeah. So... All right, fine. However you want to work it. That's, that's what you have to we do. We know we got to get Ultraman in there somehow. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's not going to be perfect, but that's Thank all right. God. I understand that. It it's is a kid okay. show. We have to let it, let it go. So the original air date for that was uh, November twentieth of sixty six. There you go. Yeah. If we keep if we keep taking forever to put episodes out, we're going to put them in. They're going to coincide with some real time. <laughs> the real actual dates. <laughs> All right, so of course we do have a double monster minute on this one. Right. Uh, Banila is the red monster. Okay. Um, or Banira. Let's see here. He is one of the two ancient double beasts sealed away eons ago by the and the arch nemesis of Aboras, who was the uh, blue the, guy. The blue one, Aboras. Okay. The destructive twin behemoths remain trapped within their capsules until the container for both are unearthed. Benila's having fallen out. While Boris's capsule was taken to the science patrol, Benila's accidentally got transported to the dump and uh, was struck by lightning. He set about on a path of destruction once more, uh, and the science patrol began attacking him, trying to stop him from entering the city with no success. Uh, he is, let's see, uh, 55 meters tall, 20,000 tons. They're all about the same Yeah, thing. basically the same size. All right, now... He has the same roar as the Toho monster and Gilas, only sped up. I could not think. I knew the roar, but I didn't know who didn't it was. Know the roar at all. In the original screenplay, he was to team up with Aboras in Battle with Ultraman. His suit would later be used for the monster Emola in the Busca series. Uh, he looks like a cross between a pig and Red King. Yeah, yeah, yeah you said that. Red King. Yeah. His tail is really cool, though. It's very it twisty. It has a twirly tail. Um, let's see. He's one of the few monsters that Ultraman doesn't actually fight. Right, because the blue guy <clears throat> soaked him in the acid and he was done. 
He actually does show up in that uh, Ultraman cartoon that we watched a couple of weeks ago, but not in the oh, one the we one showed up. Yeah, like oh, okay. other episodes. Okay, yeah. Well, we I don't know why. That again. Why would you put the four episodes that feature no known Ultraman monsters at all? Because you want to, on that I can give them, they wanted to build a sort of new Ultraman, even though they're using the same thing, so they use monsters that you don't really know. I don't know, you, I, th- I would think you'd be like, okay, we're going to fight three monsters you don't know, and Red King. Or, or something Z- that or everybody Balton. knows. Yeah. Right, something that everybody knows, so we can actually catch all the original Ultraman fans. Yeah, there are reasons that... The good monsters in Ultraman show up again and again and again because and everybody again. wants to see them. Right, and it always makes sense. it makes it does because there's a lot of different you know different powers are added. Right, sometimes of they're they figure out oh well maybe these guys could be in cahoots with these guys and it's a bigger reveal. Blah 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 blah. It works out, but um, he is also in Ultraman: The Ultimate Hero, that very bad U.S. version. That I was telling you about that has uh, the great suits, but the bad monster fights. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. didn't mention that. Great suits, horrible bad monster fights. fights. Holy crap, I'll tell you what. <laughs> now, the other monster is a Boris. A Boris is one of the, another of the two ancient devil beasts sealed away. Um, he is, of course, released at Science, not Science Patrol headquarters, but I think at the, uh, the Just annex. Just general lab. Yeah. Because they, you know, as they're in the lab, and this is the greatest part, like you pointed out, they're smoking in the lab like it's nothing. It's the 60s. They're smoking. There is literally no safety equipment. No, not at all. Not a goggle, not a anything. Not so much as a sneeze guard at a salad bar. <laughs> it is just like they're standing three inches from the thing that they're about to shoot electricity from without any sort of visor to protect their yeah. eyes or anything. Yeah. Let's just shoot it. It's fine. Yeah. We're going to shoot a lightning gun and a big hunk of metal. We can what look at that. possibly <laughs> go wrong? What could go wrong? Come on. Unbelievable. Well, <laughs> Benila, or I'm sorry, uh, Boris is 60 meters tall, 35,000 tons, a little bit more of a lightweight. Right. He's keeping trim. <laughs> He's fighting everybody. That's right. Um... Now I did recognize his roar. His roar is reused from the monster Baragon, which yeah, you we did used before. The original Aboras costume was a modified Red King suit. You did say that. Uh, his its head was removed and replaced, and the body was given a dark blue green paint job. Okay, fair enough. Its costume was later modified into Red King too. Fair enough. That would um, be- yeah. Let's see, and uh, I think oh he also appeared in that cartoon. There you but go. But later on in the cartoon that yep. I didn't get to see. Yep. Okay, fair Which enough. Which is fine. He is also in Ultraman, the ultimate hero. Huh. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So, yeah, those are our two uh, monster minutes for that. Um, more trivia. Oh, no, that's for later trivia, so we don't need to worry about that. But, yeah, I think those were two very, very nice episodes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of destruction, a lot of monster action. This is what you came for, folks, and exactly. you're getting it. You're starting to get... Like you said, there's monsters are starting to get a little tougher to kill. Yep. Yeah. And they're getting more powers to do things against Ultraman because now they're like, well, let's see where we can go with. This. Yeah, maybe acid, maybe this, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's it's we're getting into we now have uh, twenty episodes left of the first series. Of oh, the first series, okay. So this Fair was enough. episode nineteen of Ultraman. So we got twenty episodes left. Right. A mere ten podcasts. <laughs> That's until, all. <laughs> a mere ten podcasts until the end of uh, the first series of Ultraman. 
Uh, I'm going to get into a little, um, oh, we got to tell people what next week's episode is. Um, Terror on Route 87. Right, I remember that. And I'm guessing Route 87 is basically their Route 66. Sure. You got to figure. Sure, I'll go with that. And then there's Breach the Wall of Smoke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a title. I like it. I like it. Um, and um, <laughs> those are going to be the two we're going to watch next week. Uh, let's see, a little bit of Ultraman news. Uh, the two, the, the only two non-Japanese made live-action Ultra series... Ultraman the Ultimate Hero, or Ultraman Powered, as it's known in Japan, which was done here in America. Okay. And then Ultraman Towards the Future, which is known as Ultraman... I don't remember. Okay. Um, in Japan, uh, are going to be released on Blu-ray in Japan, um, I think in this month. If they were made in America, why are they only being released in Japan? Well, Japan does own them. Uh, yeah, it was a co-production gotcha, sort gotcha, of thing. Gotcha, gotcha, now, gotcha. part of me says, I gotta have them all. I should have <laughs> the these. completest in you. Yeah, and even the bad one, I should have it. Let's see how much these are. So it's the whole series, the twelve episodes each. Right. Oh God, don't tell me it's a hundred dollars. It's a hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, you added no, no per series. No, 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 no. Yes, sir. You ain't doing that. Yeah. No. No, <laughs> I'm not. That. I'm not even coming close to that. That's, that is, I need to be a safe distance from those. That's, yes, yes. All Japanese media is insanely expensive. I just don't get why, though. I mean, I get they want to own it. I get they want to make money off it. I get it. But yeah. you don't need to make $150 off it. I don't get it either. I just, all, every, I mean, all movies, movies are like 50-some dollars. Really? Yeah. DVD CDs no have been like sense. 25 bucks. That makes no sense. Yeah, Japanese imports have been like I mean, okay. $40, $50 when you would order them from a store that had to pay, you know, to yeah, buy it. And the then shipping. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, it's like, it's like a $50 CD just to buy a CD. Oh, my rear end. Crazy. My rear end. Yeah, no way. Yeah, no, yeah I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I buy stuff used, but uh, would I like them? Yes. Sure. Do you have $300 that you don't need to get them? No. No, if I had $300, I'd buy a lot more other stuff that I need first. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Even if it was $300 of discretionary BS money. You'd still buy other stuff. Absolutely. Exactly. Plenty of other things. Plenty of other things. But uh, I think that's going to be it. Yeah, pretty much right. Here's something, Fergus. Somebody home? No, somebody might be home. That's fine. No, nobody's home. We can see the driveway from here. We're not just magic. Um, oh, here's the dog. He's up on the table now. All right, well. All right, so you gotta gotta do our plugs. It's uh, ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit us online at ultra. No, yeah, it's ultramanpodcast.tumblr.com. I get these shoes. I should write them down, yeah. I should have like a flashcard or something. It is at ultramanpodcast on Twitter. And uh, terminalsunburn.bandcamp.com provides us our music. Casey Kittle makes this audio sound better. And we are hosted, of course, at Pinecast. Fine folks at Pinecast host our podcast. Yes. And um, I think that is it for this week. So, I believe so. All right, guys. Um, there's going to be show notes up when this episode goes up. And we will talk to you soon. I've been Rich Conroy. I've been Pat Rooney. All right, guys. We'll see you later, Sally. Take Forth. care, everybody. 
Science Patrol is a Faces for Radio production.